0: Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. We are continuing our series from Colossians 2.7. My assignment today is, As You Were Taught, Growth Outward. We will be reading from Colossians two. Verses four to ten. As is the custom in this congregation, we're going to ask you to stand for the reading of the word. And I'm going to ask that you would read it along with me. There's something about hearing the powerful word of God read aloud. Let us read. I tell you this, so that no one deceive you by sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit. And delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. in oh, Christ, Fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head of every power and authority. Our Father and our God is to you that we give our glory, we give our honor, we give our praise. Father God, you've been with us in the worship. Now be with us in the word. We are reminded that your word will not return void, that it would accomplish that which you sent it for, and that it would bring good success. Father God, we ask that your divine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray, O oh God, that you would hide me behind the cross, that you would be heard, not me, that your word will come through, dear God, not my thoughts or what I think, but only what the true and living God wants to say to his people. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you're already seated by YouTube, you may relax for a moment as we go. As you were taught, growth outward. Paul is the writer of the book of Colossians. He was writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossus. He was encouraging them to stand firm in their faith and to be aware of false teaching that came through philosophy, empty deceit, worldly traditions, nothing according to God's holy principles. Agnosticism was prevalent, spreading the belief in illusion and enlightenment, rather than the reality and truth of sin and repentance. Paul was reminding them that they know the truth because they were taught the truth. The dictionary defines taught as to impart knowledge or a skill given instruction, to cause to know something, course to know how to do something or to make known and accepted. The Greek definition of taught is diadisk, to teach, instruct, impart. When you are taught something you have been imparted with knowledge and instructed how to use that knowledge you've been imparted with. Paul was reminding the Colossians that Jesus was revealed to them the true and living Jesus. He reminded them that the forgiveness of sin through faith is the only way through Jesus Christ, that baptism was then being buried with Christ and then raised alive, that they were to walk with Jesus, that they were to be rooted and grounded in Jesus, that he was their foundation, he was their rock, that they should be established in their faith and that they should be complete in Jesus. He wanted to remind them nothing makes you complete other than Jesus. I'm sorry to rock somebody's boat that thinks if I get married, I'm complete. If I have children, I'm complete. If I get the right job, I'm complete. I want to tell somebody, some young person today, the only completeness is in Jesus. You know how I know? Because you can have all those things and still be wanting. You can have the husband and still feel unsatisfied. You can have the job and still be lacking. Only Jesus... Tell somebody next to you, only Jesus Jesus. can make you complete. In Colossians 2.18, Paul says to them, let no one cheat you out of your reward. He was saying, you know too much about Jesus for them to come and steal what you know and you lose your heavenly reward. God is saying the same thing to us. Don't let nobody steal your reward because your reward is assured in Jesus Galatians 1, 8 to 9 says, even if an angel, uh, an angel from heaven comes down and tries to preach you a different gospel, they will be accursed. They said if a preacher comes and preaches another gospel other than that Jesus saved, Jesus lives, they will be accursed. He said, Jesus is the only way. Remember what you were taught and grow in it. Grow is defined as increasing and changing physically, progressing to maturity. 2 Timothy 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Greek word for growth is shazek, which means to be firm, strong, and strengthened. Okay, this is nice, yeah, yeah, but what does that mean? Why is it important to us today? Because Today, things are threatening our faith. Just like it threatened them in the time of Colossians, it's threatening us today. I said, like, but like what, Lord? What's threatening our faith today? He said one thing that COVID brought was isolation. That's threatening our faith because people are starting to second-guess their faith, starting to second-guess what they believe because they've been isolated. They feel like they've been frozen out. They're starting to think their own thoughts rather than depend on what the Word of God is saying. is saying that people are isolated. He said things can't grow in isolation. He said, when you're isolated like that, you can't grow. He said, I've developed relationship for you to grow. I've developed things that you can come together so that you grow. Too often we want to, when things happen, we want to go away and be separated. That's the devil's lie. That's when you run to the church. That's when you run to a brother or a sister and say, help me here. I need help. God is saying... Isolation, it's a threat to your faith. Don't get comfortable being on your own. Don't get comfortable doing your own thing because it's leading you down a slippery slope. Some people are thinking their own thoughts about this and about that. God said, get together in community. He said, because where there is unity and community, I've commanded my blessing. There's blessings when we come together. People think, oh gosh, they just want us to come to the church. To be..." T-. No, God commanded it. He said he would bless it. I want to be where God says he's going to bless. And if he said he's going to bless in the house of the Lord, that's where I want to be. He said that we need to spur each other on, Hebrews 10, 24. Encourage each other, especially as we see the time approaching. I don't know about you, but end time is around the corner. God is preparing to come back. I've seen people do things I never thought I'd see in my life. But Jesus is getting ready to come back. And he wants to make sure his church, his bride, is going to be ready when he comes. You can't be isolated my brothers and sisters, you've got to be in community. Another thing that is threatening our faith, fear. COVID unleashed a new dimension of fear and phobias in society. People are afraid to do this, afraid to do that, afraid to go here, afraid to do that. When God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, Fear challenges our faith because it makes us doubt if God can really protect us. We start to think, oh, am I safe? Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. God can protect you wherever you are. God can keep you safe. God is your rock. He's the one that said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's the one that will stand beside you. Does not mean you're not going to go through something, but you're going to go through it with Jesus on your side. He said, no, my people are giving way to fear. He said, no. He said, I'm still God. I'm still the God that moves mountains. I'm still the God that parts Red Seas. I'm still the God that can turn this world around. I'm still the God that created everything. I am still God. Don't diminish what I can do by your circumstance. He's saying, take your eye off of the situation, glue them firmly onto me, because I will take you through. Yes, you may be afraid, but do it with Jesus. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Don't let it stop you doing what God has asked you to do. The other thing that's been threatening our faith is weariness. The saints are getting tired. They're getting tired. They're getting tired. They're getting tired. You speak to people, they're getting tired. But God's saying, that's a trick of the enemy, my brothers and sisters. He said, I've given you rest. He said, the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. He said, take the Sabbath rest. Rest as you're supposed to, after you've been to church and edified yourself. Then rest in the Lord, rest in him. You see, the danger of weariness is, is that you start to say, oh, I can't be, I can't do that now. I'm too tired. You don't know when you're burgeoning on disobedience. God said there's some things I've asked my saints to do but they seem too tired to do it. We're missing opportunities because we're weary and tired. God said that ought not to be so with my children. He said I will give you the strength you need. He said in your weakness my strength is perfected. He said you don't have to rely on your strength. Depend on my strength because there's something I need you to do. There's somebody I need you to reach. There's something I need you to say. But if you're tired, how are you going to do it? God said, mm mm. He said, I need you to take your rest but move forward in Him. Don't let weariness, He said in Galatians 6: time, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, in due season, in due season, It's somebody's juice season. We will reap if we don't lose heart. Don't let the enemy rob you of your reaping season. This is not the time for the enemy to rob you of what God has for you. Come on, stay strong in him. Shake it off and say, God, here I am reporting for duty. What is it you need me to do? I brush off that weariness. I brush off that tiredness. You promised me strength. I'm going to move out in your strength not my own. He said in Isaiah forty thirty one. but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Anybody want to fly for the Lord? They shall run and not be weary. Anybody want to run on for the Lord? They shall walk and not be faint. Anybody want to walk for the Lord? God promised that he will meet you if you do what he asks you to do. Mm. another thing threatening us, threatening our faith is sickness. And I said, well, sickness has been since the fall. You know, why sickness now? He said, what's dangerous about sickness now is that it's been coupled with ignorance. He said, people are being ignorant about sickness. They're making decisions based on ignorance instead of based on knowledge and the word of God. He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He said, they're making decisions contrary to my word. I know... I know this is not a debate about the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. As long as you're making the decision based on prayer and accurate information, then it's up to you. But my word says that our God will heal all our diseases. He said he's given doctors wisdom. He gives them the wherewithal to do what they need to do. He has equipped them to do what he needs to do. God can heal instantly. He can heal through the doctors oh he can heal you in glory but God still heals he still heals and the enemy is trying to make us think oh God it's it's not the same God yes he is he's the same God that can heal leprosy, he's the same God that can heal the issue of blood there's no disease that God can't heal, it says in scripture that he healed all their sicknesses and diseases, he didn't say he healed this one and he healed that one he healed all
1: he healed all.
0: The devil is a liar. The enemy wants to dumb me down what God can do. But I'm here to decree and declare our God still reigns. Our God still moves. Our God still heals. Our God still restores. Our God still makes well and whole. Our God reigns. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns forever. He reigns. He reigns. All glory belongs to him. Jeremiah 17, 14 says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Our God is a healer. First Peter 2:24 says, He was the one that bore our sins. It was in his body on the tree. And by his stripes, his wounds, Jesus didn't die. He died not just to save us, but to heal us. He died to heal us. Yes, some of us may not be healed this side of glory. But I want to believe with everything I have that if he wants to, as much as it depends on my prayers and what I do, let him do it. Because our God still heals. Don't let him threaten that in your faith. Don't, when you speak to people, I see Christians crumple. my Well, if he might... God wants to. I can't tell how he will do it, but I know he wants to because that's what he said in his word. Another thing undermining our faith in this season that Paul wants to remind us about and the word wants to remind us about is that people are undermining the impact of the word. A friend of mine, close friend, beautiful woman of God, loves the Lord, loves the Lord. We were out to dinner. And uh, we were, you know, as he does, we talk about the Bible and the word. And then she said, you know, no offense, but the Bible is just a book of psychology. I said, oh, 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 oh. And so I had to look up psychology. Psychology is the scientific study of the mind and behavior. But brothers and sisters, the Bible is the thing that changes the mind and behavior. There's nothing like the word of God to change your mind and your behavior. No knocking psychology. But that word of God is the only thing that can transform you from where you are to where God wants you to be. There is power in the word of God. The word can discern your thoughts. The word is sharper than any two-edged thought. The word of God is inspired by God, by the Holy Spirit. There is power in the word of God. I don't care who you are, what you want to say, the word will endure forever. Everything else may pass away, but God's word will stay. God's word will triumph. Every word in His Bible will be fulfilled. Every word. Every word. I want to say I'm sorry, and you know why she was saying that? She had lost her husband. She had lost her son tragically, and she had become hard and bitter. Don't let that happen to your saints. Don't let it happen. Our God reigns. He doesn't cause those things. Life happens. But he's still sovereign. He's still holy. He still requires us to worship and praise him. He still requires us to lift up the name of Jesus. He still requires us to walk in faith. In the name of Jesus. Don't let anybody undermine the word of God. Remember what you've been taught. We've been in classes in this congregation. We've been in Bible studies. We've been in women's ministries. We've done discipleship classes. We've done Sunday school. We've heard word preached from this gospel. Let nobody in this congregation ever say they have not heard the word of God. Don't let it be said that you don't stand on the truth of his word. Don't let it be said that you don't trust the word of God. Don't let it be said. Because God's word is too important too valuable to us in this season. Mm. People often feel growth is automatic. Yes, but healthy growth requires the right nutrients, environment, and encouragement. God reminds me that even with children, when you're nursing them, there's a certain stage that they get that what you're nursing them won't sustain them. It won't sustain them. You've got to up it. You've got to add a little oatmeal to that milk. Then you've got to crush up some carrots. Then you've got to mash some sweet potato. Then you've got to start introducing a bit of little chicken. Then you've got to start introducing a bit of leg. Then you've got to start introducing a bit of meat. Then you start introducing... God said to me, he said there's parts of the body that won't mature if it's not given the right nutrients. There's parts of a body that won't function the way it's supposed to function if it's not given the right nutrients. He's saying, children of God, you won't function the way you're supposed to function unless you're taking the word, unless you pray, unless you're in an environment where God's word is preached. He said... We need growth. We need to grow. But we got to be in the right environment. That's why isolation is dangerous. Because you can't grow. You can't grow in that dark place. You need the light. You need to be pointed to the Son of God. You need to hear the word read and preached and taught. You need the encouragement of the saints. We need each other, brothers and sisters. We need you. I need you, you need me. What you can give me, I can't give you, and what I can give you, you can't give me. That's why we need each other. Don't let the devil delude you that you can make this thing on your own. Oh no, Mm-mm. we need each other. We need each other. Somebody need to get that in their spirit. We need each other. We need your senior saint. We need your wisdom. We need you to teach the younger women. We need your stories of faith. We need to hear your testimony. We need you. We need you. We need you. Don't think you're just on the sidelines watching life go by. No! You've got something to offer us. A young person, we need you. We need your strength. We need your ability. We need your tenacity. We need your skill. We need your way of thinking. We need you. This congregation needs you. We need you. We need you to be involved. We need you to hear your voice. We need you to speak up and tell us, you know what? That ain't working for us. Is there another way? Then give us the other way. Don't just come to us and tell us what's not working. Show us what can work. We are open because we want this congregation to grow and impact this community. We need you, and we need you adults, those who are getting ready to retire. You may be retiring from a job, but you're not retiring from ministry. This is not the time to get me like, oh, I did my part. Ooh, 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 no, ooh, ooh. You've got work to do. This congregation needs you. We are a four season church. We are a four season church. And children, we need you. We need the young. We need your energy. We need to see you sing. We need to see you recite scripture. We need to see you lead so that we can pray. My God, it tickles my heart when we do the shout outs, when they're doing well on their report cards, when they're doing in this club. It blesses my heart. And for those that may not be doing so well, I'm still encouraged because I know you have the ability and the potential to do well. So I bless the Lord for your potential. We need each other. This is a fourth season church that we need to come together and let the Lord be glorified. Let him be raised high. So how do we how do we how do we grow? We grow in our faith. We are all given a measure of faith. As Romans 12:3 tells us, but it was never meant to stay just a measure. It was meant to grow and to build The things that you were able to do last year, you should be able to do more this year. It's so interesting because I had preached this topic two years ago. We did this series two years ago. And then when I looked at what I preached then and what I preach now, the difference, there was growth. And I wanted to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. There should be growth. Whatever you're doing, it should be visible. People should be able to see and know that there's a difference in you. Your co workers should see a difference. Your family should see a difference. We, your congregation, should see a difference. Your friends should see a difference. There should be a difference. If you're growing in your faith, it should be visible. Light is visible, salt is visible, and that's what we're called to be. So if we're called to be light, light is seen. Salt is tasted. But if we're still, you know, tempted to cuss out this one, something's not right. Something's not right. There should be a difference. We need to grow. We need to grow in the knowledge of the word. Reverend Charis tore that up. I'm not even going to touch that. We need the word. We need the word, and we need to grow in service to our church, to each other, and to this community. God has equipped us. We've been equipped in this congregation. My, my, my. If you step back, if you've taken any notes over any period of time in this congregation, you know how we have been equipped. There is no reason that each and every person should be doing something in ministry, each and every one. If you say, oh, I don't know where I fit, call me. Text me. I'll help you find where you fit. Call me. Call me. Call me. Stop me on my way out. Whatever you have to do. But don't, don't not serve where you are planted. Not serve where you're planted. Don't be giving your gift somewhere else and you're not giving it to your church home. It's all right to bless other places, but the fruit of what you have, the fruit of who you are, should be at the Church of God of East New York. Grow in experiencing God's love. God loves us. It was so beautiful when Pastor opened up. God loves us. He loves us. He has a passion for his children. And you don't have to be perfect. He doesn't care if you're perfect. He just loves you. I could mess up. I could do this, do that. And I crawl back up onto his lap and say, Daddy, I messed up. Repent. He forgives. He throws those sins into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered no more. He dusts me up and he said, Go on, girl. Go on, girl. Go on. Do what I've called you to do. Go on. Mm, mm, mm. You see, when we grow, we understand more fully the sacrifice Jesus has made for us. We have a testimony. We will experience him more deeply. We will worship him like we've never before. We will understand that we're his identity carriers. He just wanted me to tabernacle here a quick moment. He said he created you to be a designer original. He doesn't want you to be like A or B, just like he created you. He went to the trouble of giving you your own individual fingerprints. Why then would he want you to clone you to be like somebody else? He has equipped you to be you. And that's another thing I appreciate about our pastor. He lets the preachers be their un- unique selves. But he wants to make sure that in that unique self, that our foundation is sure. That we know what we're talking about. That we have the education. That we have the spiritual fortitude. That we know who Jesus is. That we are living the life. That we're living the life. Then, yeah. Yeah. Be you, but make sure it's on that foundation of Jesus. They don't don't want me to be me Mm, because the you ain't the one we need right now. We want the sanctified you, we want the glorified you. Our God is good, our God is awesome, our God is amazing. Our God is faithful, just like he said to the Colossian church, don't let anybody rob you of your reward. He's telling each and every person, don't let these things threaten your faith. If you're feeling isolated, reach out to somebody. Too often we're waiting for somebody to reach out to us, and instead just reach out to somebody. Maybe they didn't have your number. Maybe they didn't think you wanted to hear from them. You won't know until you reach out buying fear, because fear is not of the Lord. Anytime it comes to me, and in this season, I have seen it, and I have to remind myself, oh no, this is not the Lord, this is the enemy, because how do I know? God doesn't give me fear. And I say, "Uh uh-uh, get to, Uh uh-uh, no, weariness. Oh, get your rest, but in that rest, don't stop doing what God has asked you to do. If you are facing sickness right now, We'll pray for you. We'll intercede. But be wise. Get medical attention that you need. Do what God has called you to do. And if anybody's challenging you about the word of God, remind them this is inspired by God. This is God's word. I don't need to defend it. This stands alone. The word of God drops the mic. It prompts and preempts everything else. So God is saying, don't let nobody take your reward. Remember what you were taught. You know the word. You know the word. Enjoy the God of your salvation. Why don't we stand? Let us pray. Our Father and our God, you are awesome. You are truly amazing. There's no one that can compare to you, no one equal to you, no one. Father God, you're an amazing God and we give you thanks today. Father God, I thank you, dear God, that you have shown us things, dear God, that can challenge our faith, but you wanted to remind us what we have been taught and that you have already imparted the information and the knowledge we need so that we can stand firm in our faith. My God, I pray for the one, dear God, that is shaking their faith right now. I pray, dear God, that you will stabilize them. I pray, dear God, that you affirm them. I pray, dear God, that you will give them a new revelation of who you are and your word. I pray, dear God, that they will get into your word, that they will pray. My God, and that they will reach out, dear God, and be sure-footed in you. God, I pray for the one feeling isolated. I pray, dear God, that they will reach out. I pray for the one feeling weary, for God that they will get rest I pray dear God for the one dear God that's struggling with the word and is it true does it apply to me can I trust it let them know that they can trust the word my God I pray for the one that doesn't know your love this morning hasn't accepted you yet God I pray dear God that they will know how much you love them God you said in your word that while they were yet sinners you died for them God you gave your only begotten son as a gift for them so that they would have eternal life let somebody know this morning God that you have a plan and a purpose for them that if they come into the ark of safety if they say yes to you if they accept Jesus as Lord that their lives will never be the same again that their lives will be transformed through the power of you through the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus that Jesus shed his blood for them Jesus died for them and he rose again for them them, and he's coming back for them in the name of Jesus God help us to walk in integrity of our faith help us to walk strong in you help us to stay firm in our faith this morning help us dear God to not doubt who you are But God, be reminded that you are the God of the word. You're the God of gospel. You're the God. You're God. You're God. You're not Buddha. You're not anybody else, Muhammad. You are God. You're the only God that lives. God, we don't carry you around as a statue. You walk with us. You live in us. You've given us power. You've sealed us with the Holy Spirit. You've blessed us with all spiritual blessing. My God, we sit with you in heavenly places because of our relationship with you. God, God, help us. Help us to let nothing challenge our faith in you, but God, that we will stand strong in you and be able to tell somebody else about what you did for them. Tell somebody how you can stay joyful, how we can stay confident in you because of what you've done for us. Father God, bless this time. Holy Spirit over to you God move on the hearts of your people you know what you want to minister to each one you know what you want to do in each life you do it father you do it lord I pray in no other name I pray in no in no other name than the name of Jesus I pray in no other name no other name no other name name. That the name of Jesus, you be blessed. Amen. Wow. That was a great message. Thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and tag us in your social stories at C-O-G-E-N-Y. Thank you to those who have given generously to this ministry in the past. And if you'd like to become a contributor, head over to dot ycom That's dot ycom and just click on the Offering and Donations tab. Again, thank you so much. Now God bless.